0: It's 11 a.m. on Friday, and you know what that means. You're listening to TNT in the Mornings on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Harrison Tarr. And I'm Thomas Lynn Murphy. Lock in and join us in talking all things
1: sports from the plains and around the SEC. Every Friday at 11 a.m., right here on Weagle
2: 91.1 FM.
0: Welcome back to TNT in the Morning. we got a busy week in sports this week. The SEC has turned off upside down on its head. Auburn Athletics continuing on with soccer bouncing back in the – oh, continuing in the win column. Volleyball back in the loss column. Got a lot to talk about. Stay locked in right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. We'll be right back here on TNT in the morning. Well, howdy, howdy, Thomas Lynn Murphy. How are you today? Doing good, doing good. You're happy to be back here on TNT in the, well, I guess it's TNT. For the first time ever, <laughs> it's TNT in the afternoon. TNT in the noon. TNT in the noon. Um, I'm your host, Harrison Tarr, joined as always by Thomas Lynn Murphy here in our st- studio here in the Student Center on campus at Auburn University at Weagle 91.1 FM. It's a beautiful day here in Auburn, Alabama, October 15th. I had to check my watch there. The weather outside's gorgeous. We've got football weather is really here, and I'm really excited, but you know what else I'm excited for today, Thomas Lynn Murphy? What's that? We're joined by, once again, Dylan Lark. Welcome back on the show, Dylan.
2: Good to be back. My second favorite show on Weagle. Second favorite <laughs> show. You know what?
0: That's fine. If you don't already listen to him, Wednesdays at noon, you should check out Tank Talks Football here on Weagle 91.1. His show's actually slated for noon. We had, uh, we had a few things come up today where we had to pump, bump back TNT in the morning, but you know what? I'm kind of rocking with TNT in the afternoon. I I, kind of like
1: it. It kind of has a little ring to it. It has a nice ring to it. Our Twitter
0: handle is still at TNT in the AM, so make sure you roll there. Before we jump into the absolutely atrocious mess, atrocious is a weird way to put it, but absolute mess that is the SEC football, like around outside of Auburn University right now. Thomas Lynn Murphy, Auburn soccer continuing. Get it. Getting the ball rolling back in the direction, building that momentum to stay in the win column again.
1: Right, they've lost three matches uh, this season, but all have been to ranked opponents, and they've all been by one lo- uh, one score games. But this past week, they got two big wins, uh, in conference wins at Mississippi State, one to nothing, and against LSU on Sunday in overtime, one to nothing. So they're getting it back rolling, and hopefully, they've got a, a pretty decent schedule looking ahead to finish the season against uh, unranked teams, Florida, Arkansas, at Ole Miss, and at Alabama before SEC tournament play starts on actually Halloween Day is when uh, SEC tournament play starts. But their next match is against the 3-8-3, and three, so they've tied three times, Florida Gators, and that will be on Sunday at noon at the Auburn Soccer Complex.
0: Uh, absolutely. And you mentioned that the Auburn, uh, the SEC soccer tournament will start on October 31st, Halloween Day. One might say that could be a spooky outing if you're not a very good team. It's yeah, spooky, and it's <laughs> at, and it's at the beach. I mean, Dylan, I know you hated that. I'm sorry.
2: Oh no, it's fine. I mean, I've been insulted m- many times about my uh, infatuation with the spooky season. <laughs> yeah, big
0: spooky <laughs> season guy. Thoughts on pumpkins?
2: Uh, they make a great pie. Very they make underrated pie. Th- thoughts
0: on pumpkin
1: patches?
2: Uh, they're cool.
1: Oh, okay, so okay. okay.
2: It's it's cool if you're like a kid. Uh, like, that's or, fine. That's fine. Or a girl looking for an Instagram post. There, there we go. Is. There we go. That's fine. That's what we we're waiting for. That's fine.
0: Back to Auburn athletics. We got Auburn volleyball back-to-back losses in Fayetteville against the Razorbacks of Arkansas, which we're going to talk a lot about the Razorbacks here in a little while. Not their volleyball team, their football program, but still losing one to three, two to th- two, three. Uh, that was on Sunday, the second match. You said that Thomas Lynn, you watched the you watched the match or. Got updates on the match.
1: Yeah, yeah. I uh, was keeping up with, like, the stats and everything. And it was really unfortunate. We were talking about Auburn volleyball to start the season. They hadn't, like, lost a single set for um, – I couldn't even tell you how many matches. But then they, once SEC play started, they really cooled off. But they got two big wins the week before last against Alabama. And then they looked to uh, continue the win streak against Arkansas. And in the first match, they went up one to nothing, and then lost three straight sets. And then they came back on Sunday. Yikes. God. Won the first two sets. Looked to close it out in the third, and then lost three straight sets and lost again. So they went 0 2 last weekend. They're back at home this weekend against Missouri on Saturday and Sunday. So
0: bit of a tough scene for the Arkansas excuse me. The Brent Crouch led Auburn Tigers this past weekend, looking to bounce back, like Thomas Lynn said, against the University of Missouri, four thirty P.M. Saturday, one o'clock PM Sunday, and that's here at Auburn Arena. One more – we only need you to hold on for one more minute, Dylan, before you can get involved. Well, You can get involved whenever you
2: want. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm i not that educated on other sports.
0: <laughs> That's really? why we did bring you in as our football extraordinaire. There,
2: there's a reason my show is called Tank Talks Football. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thomas Lynn Murphy, you were ta- talking to me right before we went on the air about another program that has won some national championships recently here at Auburn University.
1: Debatably the most dominant sport here at Auburn University. That yep. and I'll be the mascot.
0: We, uh, Auburn University is a mascot and an equestrian school.
1: We are. Uh, yeah, Auburn opened up their uh, equestrian 2021 2022 campaign uh, this past week. And they actually faced Auburn's ranked number one, and they faced the number two team in the country in Georgia, in which they won 13 to 7 in the this, match.
0: You said this was this past Sunday, no?
1: Uh, I think it was last Friday.
0: Last Friday? Yes. So, Auburn fans, you heard it here. Auburn did not lose to Georgia in everything this past weekend. That is correct. So there's that. They they did lose pretty 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 badly on the in Jordan Hare Stadium, though.
1: Here, here's my thing on that though. I feel like regarding Auburn football, that the the game was closer than the score indicated, or it could have been a lot closer.
0: I'm interested. I'm listening. I don't agree, but I'm listening.
1: So what I mean by that is on the very first drive. Uh, we had Side a- note, Yes.
0: TNT, well, uh, welcome to TNT in the morning. If you're just now joining us, it's time to talk Auburn football. <laughs> <laughs> there
1: it goes. We had a nice little transition from equestrian with Georgia to football with Georgia. But uh, first drive, uh, open touchdown pass to John Samuel Shankers. It, it was a tough catch, but one that should have been caught, and that would have put Auburn up 7-0. And then I, unfortunately, was not able to watch the game due to being at a wedding, but I have gone back and Fall tried to – yeah, we're not.
0: Yeah, it's Dylan. Fun. What do you think about fall weddings?
2: Horrendous idea.
0: Outstanding. Thank you. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I have a lot to go to within the next year. Not gonna going to talk. about I'm going to
0: a fall. We- I, let me let me distract for a second here. I'm going to a fall wedding next week, but the bride and groom planned it for a Friday. And that's considerate. And also of college Guess who fan. does
1: not play next weekend?
0: The Auburn Tigers.
1: Yeah, correct. I'm also missing Georgia next year and Penn State next year. So <laughs> we're not really? talking about. It. But back to Auburn football. Um. So we Auburn could have been up seven to nothing right there, and then you fast forward. I I can't recall what the score was at the point, but the debatable pass interference call in the end zone right. by Georgia, right,
0: and the no call,
1: right, and then it, um, Georgia was offsides, and it brought Auburn to like a fourth and four type situation. If Auburn scores a touchdown in that at at that point, that Completely them, different ball game. It is a completely different ball game. They they have 1st half points against the Georgia defense.
0: Dylan,
2: how many drops did Auburn have? I I've seen it's been anywhere uh, like from seven to nineteen. Yeah, yeah. I've seen but so many things. I've way, seen between seven
0: and nineteen. So let's, let's split the difference and call it what is that like uh, twelve? Twelve, 13. call it twelve. Yeah, I know it's too not many.
1: nineteen because uh, he did not have nineteen incompletions. But uh, <laughs> it's I don't know who got that stat, but it's way, not nineteen. Way but too it's, many it's drops. a lot.
2: There, that's way too many drops. I can't tell what's worse, the Auburn, Auburn's uh, ability to catch the ball, or the broadcast I had to listen to from Aaron Murray.
0: Was it that bad?
2: It was terrible. I it was at the point where I missed Gary. Mm. I missed Gary. Oh Nicholson. no! It was at that point mm. that Aaron Murray chose every time to he could to switch it back to talking about Georgia, if talking about Auburn for like two. It's days.
0: almost as if Aaron Murray played at Georgia.
2: At one point, he said, "We when we talk about Georgia on
0: a national broadcast." On a national no, broadcast,
2: he said. Yeah, we are just talking about Georgia, which you just can't do. Yeah, that I've never been so annoyed in a game that I knew Auburn was going to lose.
0: <laughs> you said that on Wednesday. Yeah, I, I did. I, I heard that on Tank's talk Tank Talks Football on Wednesday that you'd never been more annoyed in a game that you you knew Auburn was going to lose. I think that there were um, we learned a lot about Auburn football this past week. I, really, I, we we learned a lot. It, we, we now know, pump the brakes. This is not. This team is not that much better than we thought they were going to be, and that and that's fine, right? This is yeah. the first year of Brian Harsin. Um, this is this is a team that needs a lot of work. Uh, I am I, not entirely sold that the quarterback situation is completely resolved after this year. I think that there's still an ongoing conversation question mark at the quarterback position. There's also a, a question mark after this year of is Mike Bobo the correct direction um, to be headed? If you are if you're Auburn and you're Brian Harson and and you're looking for offensive production, is Mike Bobo your guy? I just I have a lot of questions about that. You know?
1: Yeah, I don't know as much about that because I think the offensive play calling has not been really bad. I mean,
0: I'd argue that it's been atrocious.
2: It goes back and forth. I mean, we either have we have good. It's like quarter based. We have really good quarters of it, and then we have really bad quarters of it. And right. It's just fifty fifty.
0: I when I say atrocious. Mike Bebo's play calling has been very very bad in situations where it needed to be good, but it's been very very good in non consequential situations does that make sense right yes i i mean i I have a million dollar question and and this is for all of our fans and I want you guys to chime in on this one after I said this if you're listening right now, tweet at us at t n t in the a m on Twitter um that's redundant I'm sorry but if you have the ball first and nine first and goal from the nine yard line and you're auburn. You're you're, you're, you're Mike Bobo. Why on God's green earth do you not give the ball to number four at least once? What game are we talking about? Georgia. Georgia? um, I'd say the reason... He did it later in the game. I understand. Yeah. But earlier on when Auburn needed a touchdown. Go on.
1: Uh, I'd say the reason why is because Auburn was averaging one and a half yards per carry on the ground game. Like, we... Auburn cannot get a run game going against Georgia, and hardly any team can. So I feel like that's probably the reason why.
0: But you don't try once.
1: I mean, it's Tank Bigsby I mean, from
2: the nine-yard line. I mean, Jarquez Hunter was averaging almost four yards a carry. You four-down territory at any point in that game in the goal line when you're playing against Georgia.
0: All right. I don't know why you don't get the ball to Bigsby once or or Hunter once. One of the or two. You get the
2: ball to the one-yard line and you put it in TJ Finley's hands. He can. He's six foot. What five to seven somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, six he, five, he can go think. over anyone except for maybe Jordan Davis.
0: You know. <laughs> but yeah, that was just that's just my question I, I pose. Um, my biggest red flag was not the it was not the offensive play calling though, and it, I wasn't all that mad with the defense. I didn't think the Auburn defense was atrocious.
2: All right, I was livid with the defense. I talked so much crap about Seth and Bennett going into this week.
0: And we're gonna let you talk about that as soon as we come back from the break. I promise. I promise. I know. I Dylan's steaming over here, <laughs> oh, yeah. but I feel like. I mean, you can go, but you got two minutes. You, is two minutes gonna be enough for you to?
2: I'm a fast talker.
0: Go ahead. Tell me. Tell me about your your resentment of the of the Auburn defense.
2: Why do we run man so much? I get you're trying to stop the run game, but we ran man that entire game, and we left everyone on one-on-one coverage, and we had a three. They had a three-star Lydon McConkey. Have a game. He had 120 something yards on. Like, it was five the lad pitches. game. Absolutely. I have Stetson Bennett as like my bottom like four SEC quarterbacks. I power ranked him. I saw I it. He's just not a. He's not a good quarterback. But we made him look like Tom Brady out there. He's a terrible quarterback. He's a game manager. And I'm gonna take off a lot of Georgia fans. But at this point, I'm fuming. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna stop there.
0: I to your point about Stetson Bennett. I um. I don't necessarily disagree that he's a game manager. I don't think I would go as far as saying he's a terrible quarterback.
2: I think the other – everyone I ranked above him I think offers something better than Stetson does at Georgia. I think if any of those quarterbacks I put above him are the starter at Georgia instead of him, I think Georgia without a doubt would have put 50-plus points on Auburn.
0: Can you imagine if Georgia had like a Matt Corral?
2: Or like a – even a – Connor Bazelak at Missouri—he's poised in the pocket. He can make plays all over the field.
0: And and it's it's tough to to make this make make the argument for the mailman, Sesson Bennett. But it's it's also I I feel like it's a, he's a middle of the pack quarterback. Yeah, he's an average SEC quarterback. I feel like he's a middle of the pack quarterback.
2: I feel like twelve isn't all that bad. I mean, he's above Ken Sales and Luke Doty, which are yeah, I hope quarterbacks. But the SEC is loaded at quarterbacks. So I feel like twelve is a fair spot to put him. Okay. Considering the fact of that. Don't
0: give me number one through six.
2: One through six? I uh, know I put Matt Corral at one. No, I'm just
0: talking about like an actual and just random number. Oh. Pick a number one through
2: six. Uh, let's go with uh, four.
0: All right, well, we're going to go with commercial package four. We'll be back in two minutes. Thank you so much for ch- tuning in right here on TNT in the morning. Weagle 91.1 FM will be right back. We're talking quarterbacks. Welcome back to TNT in the afternoon this week.
1: You almost said morning. I
0: almost said morning. At least I know the name of the show. Shut up. You struggle with that. <laughs> right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Hope everybody's having a great Friday. We're having a good time talking Auburn and Georgia, recapping Auburn and Georgia. A lot of Auburn fans didn't have fun watching Auburn, Georgia, but we're having fun talking about Auburn, Georgia. So before the break, Dylan, our good friend, Dylan Lark over here, was giving us his uh, his synopsis of his apparent um, – Resentment for the mailman who is Stetson Bennett. Georgia, that, fan,
2: Georgia fans have ruined it for me. I've <laughs> to, I have to deal with so many of them. I just have a hatred for a lot of Georgia players. That's, I mean,
0: that you know, to each his own, right? But I think that we've kind of covered our bases. About, I mean, Auburn just didn't play well. I mean, Georgia is that good. Auburn's not as good as we as we may have thought that they were at one point this year. Um, I think a lot of us were very, very high on, on Auburn coming off of the LSU victory, which was a huge victory still. It's is, is not a race. I mean, regardless of how bad LSU is going to get beat down this weekend. um, Actually, who are they playing this weekend? They're playing Florida. Florida. Yeah, so regardless of how bad LSU gets beat down this weekend, <laughs> still an, impre- an impressive win for Harson and company because of the nature of the contest. I think we were riding a little bit too much of a high. I think we can pump the brakes and go back to I'm I'm Still with my 6-6 and projection for the end of the year. Uh, But we'll get to that once we get to our picks later on. I know Dylan has got to, after this break, go somewhere and learn how to speak Spanish. I guess he's purchased Rosetta Stone. Um, (laughs) So uh, Dylan's going to not be with us for the second half of the show. So we're going to make sure he gets his projections in before we go to our second commercial break. Let's talk Arkansas and Auburn, boys. What do y'all think?
1: Sounds great to me.
0: What you got for me to y'all? Um, oh, wait. What? I almost forgot.
1: Get to know the foe?
0: Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for Get to Know the Foe with Thomas Lynn Murphy.
1: You know, I'm glad you remembered because I completely forgot about the segment Get to <laughs> Know the Foe. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you recalled that and uh, reminded me. Let's do it. So... This week on Get to Know the Foe, we actually have a lot more facts than last yes. week with Georgia.
0: Woo pig suey. Want to
1: know where woo pig suey came from? Uh, let's see. Yeah, of course. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very interested. So the woo pig is a wild boar. It's mm-hmm. Latin for like a wild boar, so a razorback, in right? other words. And the name suey is it's a system names. Suea day, and it's called Suey in northeast England.
0: Okay, so that's Dylan, I don't, I've never heard about this. Not about you, but I, I believe it. That, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of sick. It
1: sounds, it's kind of like still confusing though to me. I'm, like,
0: I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm only about seventy five percent with what you just said, but I'm interested. Yeah,
1: it's like an English <laughs> Latin type of way of saying a wild boar. Okay, wild I'm in. Pig. I'm hundred so, percent in now. So that Not is where Woo's Pig Suey came from. All in. And next we have. Arkansas also has a live mascot, Tusk. It is Tusk Tusk, five now. Uh, four Tusk Tusk four. Four. Okay, is the current live mascot, and it originated in the nineteen sixties. I have met Tusk, and he has fed Tusk every home game. So, are are you allowed to feed him at like the games?
0: You did. They have him in his pull behind trailer, and you can go visit him and you can feed him. I I don't remember what it was. Maybe like it's like a small vegetable or like Mm. something like maybe a I don't remember what it was. Give some ham. Yeah, (laughs) 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 but. I did. I did feed Tusk. I have petted Tusk. Okay, that's really cool, though. I mean, Fayetteville is my second favorite campus in the entire SEC.
1: You know, I wouldn't have guessed that after your predictions every week. Um, <laughs> 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 so next up we have, and this is really unique, and I think it's like really cool and a great tradition for like almost any university to have. Right. It is every single graduate that graduates from Arkansas has their name put in on the on a sidewalk in Arkansas.
0: That is so cool.
1: Any I know you know the answer cuz we were talking about it earlier Harrison. But Dylan, you want to guess how long this sidewalk is of every graduate's name? And each graduate their name takes up 2 inches.
2: Ooh. I'm going to say around I'm going to go let's go 50 miles.
0: 50, 50, that's a lot, it's, that's a lot. A lot. it's, it's it, four It's four miles
2: Oh, I expected it to be going for a long time <laughs>
1: Now granted, I don't know when this started But it's like two inches You gotta put into play like 30,000 students a year Somewhere right. around in there And it is up to four miles now and, that, is, that is just an
0: awesome tradition Yeah, oh, I, yeah. yeah I, I like that
1: And then two people's names Who are on that sidewalk as graduates of Arkansas Are Bill and Hillary
0: Clinton And Jerry Jones.
1: Jerry Jones. There's uh, there's a lot of famous alumni to come through Arkansas.
0: Felipe Franks. Felipe (laughs) Franks. Well, I believe we should keep going into the game then. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Let's get into the football game before. (laughs) Uh, Okay, but football. So Dylan was talking to us during the break. (laughs) I'm sorry. About his number three quarterback. Now he doesn't he doesn't hate this one, so we're not we're not going to get super fired up, Dylan. I don't oh, think. I,
2: I love KJ Jefferson.
0: Talk to me about KJ Jefferson and the danger that he he poses
2: to the Auburn defense. If anyone has seen any Arkansas game this year, everyone knows his nickname is Baby Cam. This man watches the same Cam Newton highlight tape before every game, and I'm gonna my head is that it's all the above because that's a beautiful video. He is a. True dual threat. He will run you over, and he'll throw it over you. He is a dangerous quarterback, and he has two dangerous weapons next to him. He has Traylon Burks and Traylon Smith, who I think are going to give Auburn's defense fits. trouble. Yeah. yeah, Especially if we run man all game again.
0: Well, Auburn's got to bring pressure, but also this is one of those really – this is – I'm trying to think. Truly the, the first, by definition, dual threat. Auburn's played this year in a power, against a power five school true dual threat yes power, uh, power five power five dual threat you know what I mean yeah okay. um, Georgia State. and, and not, not to discredit Georgia State but true power five dual threat first time Auburn's played one this year this is going to be a a big a big assignment because you can't you can't bring three and let KJ do whatever he wants you can't Always bring four, and, and you definitely can't bring five because they want to establish the run game. But they will throw over the top of you. You can't always bring four and not have any of them drop back in like a in, a in a in a small zone or run a man zone. And for for the sake of, they'll throw it over you. It's going to be it's going to be a big test for Derek Mason's defense. Oh yeah. And I'm still, I mean, I say, I say this every week, Thomas Lynn. I'm still not sold on the scheme. I'm not either. So this is this is going to be a big a big task. For sure. And big, good question. I feel like that we should ask. This is just a simple answer. I'll get mine. Is this a bigger game for Brian Harson or is this a bigger game for Sam Pittman? I'm going to go,
1: that's tough. I'm going to go with Brian Harson. Reason being is with Sam Pitt- Pittman, he has, like, they're already ahead of schedule by a lot, really. And they've already gotten some solid ranked SEC wins. And I feel like they, they'll get more into the season as well and but for Brian Harson, you've already lost to Penn State you've already lost to Georgia you got that big win at LSU at night in Death Valley but that's also against o- is that,
0: are you willing for that to be your ceiling that's the question you have to ask is is, is, is Brian is, is Harsin going to have to settle for LSU being the ceiling for this year
1: yeah, see that, that that is the question. And if you settle I'm with for, you. I if agree. you settle I agree. for that, then it's it's not good. So I think this game matters a lot for Brian Arson.
2: I'm gonna go with the counter argument. I think this is a bigger game for Sam Pittman.
0: So they don't prove they're fraudulent?
2: Yeah. He's not, they're on a two game losing streak. They didn't score a point against Georgia and they had terrible play calling that cost them the all miss game. And this is a team that beat A and M who just beat Bama, and a team that beat Texas that almost beat a Spencer Rattler-led Oklahoma team. They didn't beat a Caleb Williams-led one. Right. I think this is a big game for Sam Pittman to say, because, yes, we say they're ahead of schedule, but are they really, or did they just catch the Longhorns and the Aggies slipping? Yeah. Because when you lose two games in a row, that's big. They have fallen from 8 to 17, and if they lose to Auburn this week, they're going to fall fall out of it. Right. I think it's a bigger game for Pittman.
0: I think that – I can see both sides. I think it's a bigger game for Harson in terms of – this is going. This gonna have a big bowl implication. I know. I know Auburn fans. You want to be in the big one. I get it. You want to be in the conversation for the big dance. And theoretically, blah blah blah, Auburn could still find themselves in the big dance. Go ahead and put that thought out of your mind. Okay. Let's, let's let's not let's get ridiculous. But postseason placement this year and having Harson win a bowl game does well for recruiting, builds momentum for next year. The better the bowl game you win, the better momentum you're gonna have going into next year. I think it's a big deal for Harson because it leaves more wiggle room later to lose games that Auburn's going to lose more. That is going to happen. Yes. So if you give yourself more wiggle room on the back end <laughs> and you go and take care of the work on the front end, I think, that, I think it works better for you. So I think it's a big deal for Harson, but also for Pittman. You know, if Auburn wins this game, uh, everyone's going to be calling Arkansas frauds. So there's two sides to that. Keys to the game, Thomas Lynn.
1: Keys to the game. Auburn's got to run the ball. Uh absolutely Arkansas's run defense is one of the lowest in the SEC and we saw that Ole Miss was able to run the ball and we know how um their passing game is their biggest aspect of Ole Miss. So Auburn's gotta be able to establish the run. Uh last week, like I said, they averaged one point six yards per carry. So they gotta they gotta get established that run game again. They've got debatably the Best duo of running backs in the country, so I, I like to see how they get going against Arkansas's defense.
0: Mr. Lark.
2: Yes, Mr. Tar. Keys of the game. Keys of the game. I'm gonna go Auburn's rushing defense.
0: I like that. I like that a lot.
2: Like Arkansas has a triple threat running the ball. They have Raheem Sanders, Traylon Smith, and of course KJ Jefferson. They rank, I think, they rank third in the SEC in rushing. Auburn is only allowing 104 rushing yards a game. They're gonna to have to stop all three of these guys in order to keep that streak alive of allowing only 104 yards. But I think uh, they cannot just bait strictly on stopping the run. Because if they do, they're gonna leave Traylon Burks on one-on-one coverage, and we saw it happen last week with a—I won't say less talented, but Vlad McConkey is no Traylon Burks, and he is probably one of the top three wide receivers in the SEC right now.
0: I'm with you. Score projection for the game, Dylan.
2: Score projection for the game. Uh, Before you have
0: to go uh, listen to your Rosetta Stone or <laughs> Audible or whatever you're listening to. Uh, I I'm joking, have, by the way. He's going to Spanish
2: class, y'all. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have the Razorbacks winning, a close one. Okay. Twenty-four to twenty-one.
0: Okay. Well, I would say tune back in for my uh, for my pick, but you know where I'm rolling. I'm not going to say it right now. I'm going to do it at the end of the end of the show, but we'll uh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later this week. We'll we'll have to catch up, play some Rocket League, and get on Discord and talk with the boys about what we think. Thoughts? Oh yeah, that work for you? Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Dylan. I'm uh I'm actually a little depressed that you have to go uh, go to Spanish, which is uh which is a bummer. It's an L, but it's okay. I'm I'm just kidding. Put your best foot forward. Go do the do the best you can in class. Make sure you stay tuned in, listeners. I'm talking to you. Yeah, you. Make sure you stay tuned in right here on Weagle ninety one point one FM TNT in the morning. We'll be right back in two minutes. Talking around the SEC because good night, Thomas Lynn Murphy. It is a dumpster fire. So what bring it back. All right. Welcome back to TNT in the mornings.
1: <laughs> Tar threw me for a loop on that one and told me to bring it back as soon as we got on air.
0: You did well. Thank you. Good uh, well, I good remember work the under name pressure. and yeah. Good work under pressure back. there. I had to I gotta make sure Thomas Lynn's ready to be on a different version of TNT in the morning next week where it will be Thomas Lynn and Tank. Tank talks football. Dylan Lark just with us. He'll be with us all week next week. As I will be out of town, heading up to New Jersey for a fall wedding, but like I said, not on a football Saturday, not on an Auburn game, not week not Auburn, either. Auburn game week. So, quite honestly, very, very kind of, of great, planning. but outstanding. whoever's wedding
1: it is, I, I give credit to them for yeah. planning the wedding, looking at the
0: football schedules beforehand, and understanding, and understanding the situation. <laughs> yes, it's uh it's a W if, if you ask me. But that's just yeah, that's just my opinion. All right, Thomas Lynn. We teased it before we went into break, and we are going to take a 10-minute segment, I think, here, and then go to a two-minute commercial and then cruise out to the end because we kind of got to get out of here at 12.55. We Uh, actually have our time limit. I know. We can't can't run to the bell today, which is unfortunate. The SEC is a dumpster fire (laughs) right now. (laughs) Well, uh, you see, for those of you who lived under a rock last week, UGA took care of business against Auburn, which was expected, as we mentioned, in the last block. They are a very good football team. Arkansas lost to Ole Miss because, I mean, all respect in the world to Sam Pittman because he tried to go for two to win the game in regulation instead of going to overtime. You got to take that one to overtime, man. You got to take it to overtime. We'll get back to that, that that game later here in a minute. So Ole Miss walks away with that one. Let's see. I think that's – oh, yeah. Apparently Tennessee's deciding they're going to be good. Yeah, happen? I'm
1: still like don't know what to make of Tennessee just yet. I mean I, I If they beat on no, Miss then like it is literally wow. week
0: seven and I have no idea.
1: Just like I have no idea about Texas A and M still.
0: Okay. Do we lead the charge with with the obvious?
1: Yes. You do. We don't All have right. much time this week, so yes.
0: Like I said, if you've been living under a rock, Texas A and M beat Alabama forty one to thirty eight on Saturday night. Which is just bonkers, um, and I need to, <laughs> I need to clarify and and go back and rework my statement because Friday of last week, I called Texas A&M and I quote, "highly fraudulent," on TNT in the morning. I am upgrading them from fraudulent to suspect, and I know that's if there's ever an A&M fan that ever listens to this, you're probably not happy with me right now. I'm not sold. I'm still just not sold. I fear for every team Bama has to play for the rest of the year. Um, there's nothing scarier. There's only one thing scarier than playing Alabama. It's playing a one-loss Alabama team that has to prove itself now. Yep. So, I, I don't I don't know, man. Thomas Lynn, I don't I don't think A&M – I still don't think they're that good. I, I don't think they're that good either. This game was, like,
1: just so crazy to me because I was hurrying back home after that wedding I had to go to. I was – Ten minutes outside of Auburn, I was like, "Oh shoot, Alabama's playing A&M right now." Let me check the score. So I whip out my phone. Don't text and drive, whatever. But um, you asked Siri what the score was. Yes, asked Siri what the score was. Don't text and drive. And it was seventeen to seven, A&M. I was like, "Wait, hold up a minute, what is going on?" <laughs> so I hurry home because my roommate is a big Alabama fan, so I know he's probably freaking out. Open the door, and A&M just scored another touchdown. It was like twenty-four to ten. And he's like, looked so depressed on the couch. It was actually <laughs> kind of funny. But I was like, what is going on? And then just continued to watch. And Alabama just did not look like the same Alabama team that they normally look like.
0: Until the third quarter.
1: Third quarter. that Alabama blocked that punt. And then I immediately thought, all right, this is where the tables turn. The tide and, takes over. And they, they run away with it. And they bring it back. But AM held strong. Um, their quarterback, wow, that's a that was a career game by him.
0: By Cal Zeta. Yes, that's right. How you pronounce that name? That's right. Sorry, I was looking. He was not even the passing leader on that game. Uh, Still, Bryce Young.
1: Bri- Bryce Young was, but I mean, I want I want your thoughts on this too. Is Bryce Young? What do we what do we make of him? Bryce right Young's now? really really good.
0: Sorry. I that that's that's. I mean, you can disagree. That's fine. I I I personally think Bryce Young. I yeah, obviously he's going to be at least a couple year quarterback at Alabama. I think he's really good. Right. I think that he's going to get better. I don't. I don't think that people need to overreact to this Bama loss. I, Bama, this this loss was not on Bryce Young.
1: I mean, it wasn't. But like, what makes this Alabama team different from Alabama teams in prior seasons? Not even the ones that have won the championships. Like ones that have come short and gone to just bowl games. It seems like this Alabama team this year is not even
0: on that till, level to that level. You see, I don't know. Um, I've I've been back and forth about this. We've talked about it. About how at the beginning of the year we were like, oh, Alabama undeniably the best team in the country. And then they went and played Florida. And then they went and played Florida. And we were like, okay, so maybe maybe it's Bama, then Georgia, but Georgia's right there. And then there's a gap, and then there's the rest of the country. Well, apparently it's Georgia and everybody and else. And everybody else. Um I still think Alabama's a really good football team. I still think Alabama wins the SEC West. I would actually not be surprised if Alabama still won the SEC. All right. Whatever it is, Alabama has been Georgia's Achilles heel. And I'm not, I'm not ruling it out that Georgia could win. I think Thomas Lynn Georgia, University of Georgia this year is one of the best football teams I've seen in a very, very long time.
1: You know, one of those like if but. you could go back and like historical matchups or something would be this year's Georgia team and that defense versus twenty nineteen LSU and that historical offense. Yes. I feel like that would be a great matchup. Oh, I
0: agree entirely. But but bring it back to Bama before we gonna we're gonna go to that commercial break quickly so we can come back and have a longer is <laughs> yeah, that cool with you? Yeah, that's fine. Works for me. But bring it back to Bama I personally still have them in my top four. Um in terms of my projections for the end of the season. Now, right now, they, they're sitting at five. That's exactly where they should be. Right. You know what I'm saying? I still, I think that the only thing the Bama loss has done is make it very easy for two, SC, uh, two SEC teams to make the playoffs. I, I agree with that. I think it makes it easier.
1: Right. And for all those listening in, let us know, where does this loss rank on Nick Saban's career? losses i mean how bad of a loss is this yeah how bad of a loss is this for his career and is he slowly winding down stay locked in on weagle 911. you you're listening to tnt in the morning we'll be back in two minutes y'all welcome back to tnt in the morning you are listening in live to harrison tar and myself thomas lynn murphy where we're about to discuss this week in the sec
0: but before we do that thomas lynn we got two topics to cover. Three, really. Call it two and a half. Third one will be quick. <laughs> First off, we mentioned this earlier. What in the world is happening in Knoxville? Is Tennessee good? Is Tennessee bad? Is Tennessee really good at being kind of bad? What is going on?
1: I like the way you put it. They're really good at being bad, I, I guess. <laughs> being like, kind of bad. Like yeah. Not even like bad bad, but like kind of bad. I'll be honest, this is my thoughts on their past two weeks and just, like, their sudden burst of offense. Um, It's like makeup. It's just a cover-up. Okay. I think once they play a good opponent, like they are this week, they're facing Ole Miss, they will not produce as many points, and they will fall suspect again and get back on the losing trend.
0: Tennessee, possibly fraudulent. Possibly, I think. Well, yeah. no. After this week, after this week, if if they if they get the breaks beaten off them by Ole El- uh, by Ole Miss, they were they were fraudulent.
1: Yes, yes. You
0: could have a fraudulent
1: matchup at some point this season. I'm not sure. I I don't know if they play or not. I forgot SEC West and East, but Tennessee versus a And M, the fraudulent matchup.
0: It they don't play, but that would be
1: that would be a good game. Highly fraudulent. It would game. be.
0: The 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 IRS would actually be at that game for it would excessive be the, amounts of fraud.
1: It would be the battle of the head coaches and. Tennessee went backwards with this last hire, and I, Jimbo and Fisher. Jimbo, I, Jimbo Fisher. The thing for Aggie fans is what happened to Auburn fans the past several years is Jimbo Fisher got that one big win to secure his next several years being correct. the head coach of the Aggies, whether you like it or not.
0: I he's unfireable at this right. He's now, unfireable
1: right at that point. Right. That's one of those career wins. Whenever you win against Bama.
0: Also, I don't know about Hypool at Tennessee yet. I don't know. Peyton Manning, I'm telling you. I, I don't I don't know that we I think we can't I think the jury's still out on T- on Tennessee. We'll find out this week. This week is a lot for his crew. But it's it's a first Tennessee. year. It's not his players yet. So I don't I don't know if we can if we can say that Tennessee made a bad move yet. I think we're close. If we're the same place this time next year, we can say it was a bad move. Correct. Last question. Speaking of coaching coaching. I mean, there's no way Ed Orgeron has a job after this year, right?
1: So, uh, as soon as uh, we decided to talk about Ed Orgeron coming back from the break, I decided to look up what is Ed Orgeron's schedule looking ahead. Well, let me just tell you, it does not look great for LSU fans. They just lost to Auburn and Kentucky. They just lost to Auburn and Kentucky, their two first-ranked matchups of the season. This week, they play at home against number 20-ranked Florida, where I have them getting demolished. And then they go to Oxford, Mississippi to face the Ole Miss Rebels, 13th-ranked Rebels. L. Then they go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama to take on the Mighty Crimson Tide. And they're going to get the break speed off, beat and, off of them. And then they return to home for a nice, lovely matchup
0: against the Arkansas Razorbacks. Which at this point, it's not out of the realm of possibility that or- Orgeron's not the head coach anymore.
1: Yeah, by that point, they would have lost, as it
0: should go, five straight games. But here's here's a question for you. Yeah. If he's not gone yet, and, and I don't want anybody to take this as a I dislike Ed Orgeron. I love Ed Orgeron. Yeah. I do not like him as a head coach at any location ever. I love him as a recruiter. I love him as a culture guy. He's a player's coach. Yep. But if he's not fired... To this point already, do they fire him midseason or do they wait until after the bowl game?
1: Yeah, see the- because he
0: did win them a national championship two years ago. Whether or not, I know, I understand Joe Burrow, Joe Brady, I get all that. Do they at least give him the common courtesy of coaching through a bowl game and then they fire
1: him? If you're the AD, the, the question is the only reason you would not fire him midseason, I'd say probably after a loss to Ole Miss or Alabama is what we're looking at now is just because they won the national championship in 2019 and you're being courteous to him to and, not fire him midseason because of that.
0: And actually, I said the bowl game. LSU's not going to a bowl game.
1: Right now they have 3 wins. We're looking at uh, a 4-win season. 4-win season. I have them losing to every ranked team that they play, which is all the SEC,
0: which would mean that LSU successfully went winless. Oh, excuse me, one win against the, their entire SEC schedule. I want, to, I want to rephrase it. I want, I want to say it again. This is not us saying that we don't like Ed Orgeron. This is us saying there's no way this guy has a job after this year. He's going to be a great defensive assistant of some degree or even a coordinator for someone in the SEC, quite possibly Auburn, if this whole Derek Mason experiment, does, experiment doesn't work, and I'm not kidding. Uh,
1: he, could, he can continue to say, go Tigers.
0: Yes, exactly. But Ed Orton should never have another head coaching job. Ever. Period. It doesn't work. Now let's move. Uh, with that being said, I got a little, I got to fire up there, Thomas, Thomas Lynn. I'm sorry, but let's move to this week's Pick'ems.
1: How are we looking on them standings? I know you, you got to pull it up on your phone real quick, but uh, if you, I'm not mistaken. You got me there. I forgot I haven't pulled
0: it up. Dang it. All uh,
1: after week seven, I think we're still tied.
0: Yes. Okay. Week six was rough. Not really. Week five was really rough. Uh, when I went four and four, you went five and three. Week six, we both went five and two. Our our guest, Cole, went four and three. Um, That puts us at an overall 50 and 11. You and I are tied.
1: 50 and 11. 50 what games did we 11. get wrong? I know we both got Alabama. We both B&M got, got wrong. Bama
0: wrong. And I rode with the Hogs. Yeah, I rode with the Hogs.
1: I think we might have both. Row with the hall. I thought you, no, you took, uh, you took Ole Miss. I did sure. take Ole Miss. You okay, did. Okay, then maybe I took LSU beating Kentucky. You did take LSU okay. and I bounced back over Kentucky. Why?
0: Why? Why did I do that? No, no, you took the Cats. I can't remember what you missed, though. Oh, Maybe it was. I, I remember I had to write down both you and Cole, so I don't remember. It was what? That's fine. I, I know your record is right. I know it is right. I listened to it last Low key, time. I'm winning. It's a uh, tar screen it's over here. It's rigged. It's, it is Stopped rigged. Stop the count. Yep. Well, let's start with LSU um why not we're already in the conversation 11 a.m kickoff in baton rouge tickets as low as 18 dollars in case you were curious to going it's the cheapest sec game of the week cheaper than vanderbilt
1: that is just blowing my mind lsu
0: is going to play host to the florida gators and i i don't i don't know any other way to put this other than florida by probably two or three scores
1: yeah earlier on the show i said florida mullen is out, fraudulent as well though put him on the fraud loss who is
0: Dan Mullen is on the fraudulent that watch That is exactly
1: list. what I was about to mention. Is Florida is suspect this year. They have not looked like we thought they would after having a great season a year ago. So I feel like this game, and it's in Death Valley. I, I don't see a time on it. Oh, oh, never mind. It's not a night game. It's an 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Kickoff, kickoff because both teams are struggling this Which year.
0: Which means the LSU fans will not be at the stadium. They
1: will not be there. But I, th- I have Florida winning by say like, I think it's gonna be a lot closer than we originally intended, so I'm gonna say them by like ten. You have
0: the spread on that game?
1: Uh, eleven and a half for Florida. Oh yeah, Florida to cover.
0: That's just my opinion. Uh, Texas A&M at Missouri. Another eleven a.m. kickoff and another game that I'm just really not excited about. I don't think A&M's all that good. Like I said, they're suspect. I do think Missouri's not good. So, um, you have the spread? It my is.
1: 10 for AM. Missouri
0: to cover. Oh, oh, excuse me. AM to cover. I apologize. Yeah, A&M to cover. I used to cover.
1: So you're, um, you're taking AM, I'm assuming. i so, so I'm going to actually say that AM is just still riding off their little win. Against Hangover game. This, yep, against Alabama. And here's, they're not as focused to Missouri because they've just been focused on their big win against Bama. I'm going to take Missouri. I like Missouri's quarterback and Connor. Bazelac, Bazelac, right? So I'm gonna pronounce that name. That's correct. And so, I feel like Missouri is actually gonna pull this one out, and A and M's gonna fall to four and three on the season with one win over Bama, and what is debatably Nick Saban's second worst loss of his career.
0: Oh, you did it! You made the claim. I knew you were gonna sneak that in there on the show. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do it. We're going to skip down to Vanderbilt at South Carolina. I don't ever like picking Vanderbilt games because it is a waste of my time. Give me South Carolina. Give me the Gamecocks by 20.
1: Yep, I'm not spending any time on this. South Carolina.
0: Alabama at Mississippi State. Now, this is a trap game for Bama. <laughs> I think Bama's going to win. by. What's you know the other spread on that game? 17. 17. Uh, Bama to cover. But if they don't, it's problematic because Bama's actually going to wind up possibly not even in the SEC championship. Um I like Vama a lot in this game. The air raids worked a lot better than I thought it would for Mississippi State, and uh, the pirate is coming for his treasure. Mike Leach is is sailing the seven seas of the SEC West. Right. I just g- like that little analogy. Oh, like sail <laughs> the sell seven
1: seas. <laughs> well, I don't know what to make of this game. Like this is, I'm leaning. The ultimate trap. Game, I'm right? leaning both ways here. Reason why. You know Nick Saban's got them running wind sprints every day after practice after that loss to A&M, and he's going to have them hopefully prepared for this game, but Alabama's pass defense has not been good this year. And what does Mississippi State do? They're an air-raid offense. Will Rogers is, if I'm not mistaken, leading the SEC in passing yards with 1,800 and 14 touchdowns. Well, that's the air-raid effect. It is the air-raid effect, but – I mean that's what beat A and M or beat um, Bama against A and M was the passing.
0: Right, right. So uh, who who you who you taking?
1: It's at Mississippi State too. It, it's the Cowbells. I think Mississippi State covers, but I still have Alabama winning. Bama. I'm gonna say bot. I'm gonna say it's gonna be a little bit closer, 10 to 13 or so maybe. Okay,
0: okay. Bama covers. Just in my if, opinion. <laughs> if
1: Mississippi State wins. I, I was close to picking them, all right. <laughs> Put that on the record. Yep.
0: Uh Ole Miss at fraudulent Tennessee, Tennessee, possibly, question mark?
1: Yep, Lane Kiffin returning to his old grounds at Tennessee. I've got Lane Kiffin winning and Ole Miss Rebels by a good bit. Spread? Two and a half.
0: That's it? Two and a oh, half. Oh, old Miss to cover. Easily. Easy. Easily. If you're a betting man,
1: head out to Vegas right now.
0: The lock up yep. Ole Miss to cover in that game. Easy. Kentucky or Georgia, a lot of people are really excited about this game, Thomas Lynn. And I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts. We've only got about a minute to talk about it. Yeah. But
1: I mean, I'm excited about the game too, because I'm excited to just see how fraudulent Kentucky was to start the year. And I I don't know what to make up that team really. I think they just had one I think they're a good team. I think they're yeah, they're good, but they beat a suspect Florida team. Right. And that's basically it. And I I think Georgia man handles them really i think
0: spread's 23 and a half 21 and a half 21 and a half
1: this game is going to be closer than what the arkansas game was because that game was over before we even knew it so i think kentucky's going to hold around a little bit longer and i feel like this game has all over georgia vibes too and it's going to fall somewhere in like 34 to 10 range
0: i like that pick actually i'm i'm, I'm going with uh, i'm going with the dogs going to be close going into halftime georgia blows breaks off, uh, just blows the door open yeah then the the, the second half So our final pick of the week is Auburn at the University of Arkansas. The Tigers will travel to Razorback Stadium to take on the Sam Pittman-led number 17 Razorbacks at 11 a.m., that's Central Time, on CBS. Those tickets are as low as $34 if you're interested in going. Any last-minute plans here in Auburn? Go. Great. Awesome. Good idea. Thomas Lynn Murphy, I'm curious to see what you have. First off, what's the spread on this game? Because the last time I looked, I thought it was 6.5 Arkansas. 5 Arkansas. 5 Arkansas. 5 flat? 5 flat. Okay. Go ahead.
1: This game right here matters a lot for Sam Pittman and Brian Harston. I think that's the main focus of this game is which head coach is going to come out victorious. And Like you said earlier in the show, this is the first time Auburn's really facing a true dual-threat quarterback, and they've struggled against every pass offense to start their season. Auburn's pass defense has not been great. They cannot get to the quarterback and pressure them, so that's going to be a big thing for Auburn fans to look out for is can they even get to a dual-threat quarterback and and uh, confuse him in the pocket. But for Arkansas, they're run defensive suspects. Auburn can run the ball. We all know this. But uh, I'm leaning towards Auburn in this game. I really do think they come and bounce back against Georgia. I think the wide receivers do a better job of – Catching the ball and they'll actually come down with it, and they're not going to have as many drops, even though they will lead the SEC in drops. But I'm going to take I'm going to take Auburn in a close one score game.
0: I like that pick a lot. Close, I know who you're on with. Close one score game. This is the last week I'm riding with them. <laughs> because they is have, it though? If they win? Oh, if they win, it's absolutely not. Hogs by fourteen. 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 See, give but me, I, I can believe that. 3117
1: Arkansas. I like it. I like it.
0: Anything else we have to add? Because otherwise, we got to get off the air.
1: We do have to get off the air, and we will miss you next week, Harrison.
0: I will miss you guys. I'll miss the TNT in the morning family. Make sure you're following us right here on uh, Twitter. Excuse me. I guess that's not right here. But on Twitter at TNT in the AM. You're listening to Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Harrison Tarr. Joined as always by thomas lynn murphy i won't see you next week he'll see you next week if the show is great it could be better if i was there if it's awful it's because i wasn't there (laughs) make sure you stay tuned in right here Weagle 91.1 fm enjoy the rest of your friday enjoy your weekend we'll see you next week
1: on behalf of myself and my co-host harrison tar thanks for listening to tnt in the mornings on weagle 91.1 fm
0: Make sure to catch us next week and follow us on Twitter at TNT underscore W-E-G-L-A-U. That's at TNT underscore W-E-G-L-A-U. And check out more content from the station at W-E-G-L underscore A-U.